Mind Over Millennial contains explicit content that may not be suitable for all listeners. All views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to the creators of Mind Over Millennial. The creators are not licensed healthcare, finance, or life professionals, but we're happy to share our Google expertise with you. Listener discretion is advised. ever <laughs> all right so welcome to mind over millennial uh it's a new podcast where we google shit that you guys don't want to google <laughs> yeah break it down and explain it oh, while drinking wine and laughing at ourselves because why not started. <laughs> so why the fuck not <laughs> all right so i'm lauren and i'm tess and we are the creators of mind over millennial um, so we can just dig right into it since I don't really think we have a whole lot of business or anything else at this point. We're just starting out. So no, we're just here. Yeah. Cool. 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 So I've got, uh, well, I guess we should actually like address what the topic is. So, uh, we decided that we're going to start off this podcast, uh, with a couple of topics that are kind of pertinent and topical, um, and so we thought of uh, surviving your own thoughts and, and what that means to this generation and, you know, every generation, but also the fact that this generation is very uh, mentally health conscious. Um, we don't want to just look good. We want to feel good. And we want our minds to be just as healthy as our bodies. And I think that that's a wonderful thing about the millennial generation. Um, but how do you actually go about that? you know especially with everything that's going on right now like it's not easy yeah this no, is I'm, the hardest time to be mentally healthy that we've ever survived i think a yeah I, I think so too i think that this is you know it's not it's not equivalent to you know like the the great depression or anything like that but uh, as something you know for for us uh we're on the tail end of the 9-11 generation so like we're the the last people that really do remember like where we were and i mean i was six yeah. So, I mean, it's not like I can expect anybody else coming up, coming up after us to really get that. But, you know, that, I think that's the most mentally health challenged an entire nation has been. And now we have COVID. So, like, what do you do when there's a pandemic? What do you do when you're so used to a routine in your life? And even if you didn't really have a whole routine, when your life just kind of gets flipped upside down and it's not just your life, it's everybody's life, right? Yeah. Yeah. And just dealing with this amount of forced isolation is crazy. Like I didn't, as an introvert, I did not realize that I needed to be around people. And I thought I could live in my house with my cat and my dog and just be fine. And be perfectly fine because <laughs> who likes people anyways? <laughs> I don't like people that much, but apparently I need them too. Like this yeah. sucks to admit. <laughs> Human contact outside of the husband would be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my heart goes out to all of our single listeners right now. Good oh, Lord. God. Oh, oh I'm so no. sorry, you guys. This, yeah. this must be horrible. 
Oof, oof. All right, I retract my my crappy little statement. But you know, mine's deployed, so I don't really care. I'm single too right now. I'm not having sex either. It's fine. <laughs> when you have sex, wear a mask because apparently we have to have double protection now. <laughs> it's okay. It's a random hookup. We had a mask and a condom. We were double prepared. I'm just gonna raw dog it all the way around there. That's, that's just that's too much. That's too much. We're monogamous. We're married. We've been married for long enough. We're we're adults ish. Oh, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> we're pretending at least. We're pretending. We're pretending very well. I feel. Yeah. So far, the only adulting thing that I've mastered is they no longer card me because I order alcohol with such confidence. They're just like, yeah, no, you're enough of an alcoholic. We're not even gonna check. Dude, I seriously, like, I just went into my liquor store today, and I just grabbed some bullet off of the, off the wall, just grabbed some bullet off the wall, and I go up to check out, and the older lady just looks at me and is like, I need to see your license, and I also need to see your card, and I was like, why? Like, not only am I 25, like, I know that's not, like, super old, I'm 25, (laughs) but I look like I'm 40. So, like, why do you need to see my ID? Like, there's no reason. I've got wrinkles on the forehead. I just, I don't look like a toddler. It's fine. You don't look 40. (laughs) All right. But yeah, no, I ordered a drink last night at the bar. And I asked the guy, I was like, do you need to see my ID? And he was like, nah, it's pretty easy to tell who's underage. You've done this too many times. You're good. I was like, oh, could you make it a double then? (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, kind sir, for that. <laughs> for that. Oh, God. I can't insult. I don't know. Yeah. I feel, I feel like I deserve another shot for that, honestly. I deserve another shot for the trouble and the trauma that you just put me through. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so, back to surviving your own thoughts. Yeah, actually getting in there. I mean, we can talk about our thoughts all damn day, but... <laughs> And we have to survive those, too. Oh, God. All right. More wine. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> when I was doing my research, uh, what I really kind of dug into was um, the, the different ways that you can think and the different ways that, that we do think. And so I came across um, a particularly interesting website that I'm not really sure is an entirely 100% credible <laughs> but the best ones it never are. Yeah, right. Um, it's it's called medium.com and it actually goes into some interesting ways of of having their three basic cognitions or thoughts and, and ways of thinking that we have. Um, one, according to this website, is insightful. Uh, the second one is experiential, and the third one is incessant. <laughs> yeah, that's me too. The incessant, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I thought was most interesting is that um, when you look at these three ways, two of the three are, um, they're positive, and, and by positive, I mean that they're, they're helpful ways of thinking, right? So when you're being insightful, um, you're, you're thinking intrinsically, you're questioning what's going on around you, you're not, you're being a little more logical, and that's not to say that emotional thinking isn't right, but it's it's it has more to it than just the straight emotion and it's the same with experiential experiential is is what you actually experience right like that's your that's what you go through on a day-to-day basis and what forms the thoughts that you have because of what you experience right incessant 
um, is actually correlated with uh, depression, anxiety, and even schizophrenia. Wow. And um, what incessant thinking is, is when you consistently have not productive thoughts, there, there aren't things that are really getting you into the state of mind where you're benefiting yourself. And so um, <clears throat> they're actually... Uh, there's there's an approach in psychology where you can even break down what an incessant thought is and that thought process that then conjures the behaviors that end up hurting us, right? Yeah. So like it's called the ABC approach and it was, um, uh, I think it was created, yeah, it was created by Dr. Albert Ellis and adapted by Dr. Martin Seigelman, Siegelman. I don't know how to pronounce his name and I don't want to be rude, but. Wonderful um, man, Dr. Martin. We're sorry that. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful that. man. Yeah. <laughs> pronounce your last name, Dr. Martin. Can't, can't. I know you're listening. I know this is something <laughs> right? that's going to hurt your feelings. So I apologize. Um, so with the ABC approach, um, the first thing being A is that, you, so you have an event uh, that is unfavorable to you. Um, the second one is belief. So that unfavorable event creates a narrative in our head, which we believe. And then C is consequence. So the belief adjusts our behavior, which correlates to a consequence. So what that basically means is like, I came home and I saw that my husband didn't do the dishes, which makes me believe that he is lazy. Yeah, And since I believe that he is lazy, we get in a fight about his consistent laziness. Sorry, Ian, you're not lazy, <laughs> but. <laughs> but. It's okay. We'll name him Tim for no reason. <laughs> the fact that I'm married to a Tim who doesn't do the dishes. What? <laughs> no particular reason at all. No correlation whatsoever. <laughs> so those are, that, it, that's really just an example of, of the type of behaviors, but I mean, it's, it's an easy trap to fall into, right? And I mean, it's not just something that you do with a spouse. It's something that you can even do with somebody that you don't even know, right? Absolutely. Like just going around and shopping and even just the fact that any adversity kind of can create these beliefs. And, and what I also like to kind of think of as these beliefs are also like even prejudices. And it's not yeah. anything that's, meant to have the entirety, like the, the literal definition of a prejudice where we have something where we believe something because of a previous experience or uh, uh, just even having just thoughts that are judging before we really know anything, right? And, and it's just something that comes in and seeps into the mind. And so um, kind of looking at that, it, it goes into, you know, ways that we can adjust and pivot our thinking into something that's better. And, and that's called cognitive behavioral therapy, which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, one of the things that I really wanted to touch on was actually anxiety, because yeah. I feel like a lot of people that probably never felt like they experienced anxiety before or really understood what anxiety was, probably now have. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, especially it's, it's, it's one of those things too, where it doesn't even have to be like a, an event, like a pandemic. Like you can have anxiety from just starting a new school. You can have anxiety from meeting new people. You can have anxiety from a hurricane happening. Like there's just, there's so many things that can cause anxiety, but um, actual generalized anxiety disorder 
um, as defined by the DSM-5, um, is basically a dysregulation of worry. Um, so what this means is that uh, there's emerging evidence that suggests patients with generalized anxiety disorder actually experience persistent activation of areas of the brain that are associated oh. with mental activity, introspective thinking, and following those worrying-inducing stimuli. So even though you might be having, you know, in, insightful thinking, what happens is, is somewhere in your brain, something's getting a little bit kerfluffled. And instead yeah. of it being really insightful thinking, it then becomes incessant. And, and that's what can really be a trigger for people that do experience generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and so one of the other things to think about with general anxiety disorder is that it's typically present with uh, people that have excessive anxiety about ordinary day-to-day -day situations. So just because you do have anxiety around um, things that could be out of your control doesn't necessarily mean that you have anxiety because of day-to-day -day situations, right? Right. Yeah. So, right. So like with general anxiety disorder, it's that the anxiety is intrusive. It's causing distress enough that you are not able to do normal activities, like even look at your bank account because you just have so much anxiety and you can't even, you can't get up out of your bed or look at your phone and look at your bank account because you're just so stressed and have so much anxiety that it's just crippling, yeah. right? Like that's what DSM-5 general anxiety disorder. That sounds really hard to deal with. I can say that, you know, I've experienced some new anxiety for the first time during the pandemic and shout out to everybody who tried therapy for the first time in the pandemic. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like that's probably one of the best ways to, to deal with the anxiety that has been created. Um, and there's actually, you know, there's, there are different ways to treat anxiety without having to have an SSI or a benzo. So people that may not understand what those two terms are is that um, those are medical prescriptions that are given. So like, uh, I believe an SSI is a serotonin inhibitor and benzos are, um, God, this is my college drug class for psych that I don't remember. I am so sorry. <laughs> I failed you, USF. I'm so sorry. But they're, they're both medical prescriptions for different types of anxiety disorders, which even covers, you know, anxiety disorders uh, like OCD. Mm -hmm. um, but the ways that you can actually treat yourself without having, and, and it's not to say without going to therapy, but like ways that you can reprogram with a therapist in ways that are uh, DSM-5 approved are uh, cognitive behavior therapy. So mm -hmm. this is when you actually try to change those thinking patterns, that ABC approach that we were talking about before. Right. Um, so you understand what your provoking triggers are and what is causing that anxiety. And rather than continue to think about the, the consequences that your belief system has you thinking about, you change that behavior and that model into, I came home and the dishes weren't done. The dishes weren't done because my husband was busy and he's busy because he's a very hardworking person. Yeah. So, 
And that's how you change those thoughts, you know? Change that narrative. Just like take away that, you know, outright, they were out to get me moment and Mm -hmm. say, maybe, you know, he had something on his plate and go Mm -hmm. ask him about it. And the answer is probably, you know, oh yeah, something happened. (laughs) It's usually the answer. (laughs) Or he fell asleep on the couch, Tim. Um, (laughs) I'm sorry. I love my husband, but he's a... (laughs) <laughs> we're just this sorry guys this is just a podcast for us to vent about our husbands that's all this is um <laughs> i said this was going to be therapy for me okay again shout out to all of those who tried therapy the first the first time during covid that was me online talking to somebody because i was like y'all i'm not surviving my own thoughts anymore it's not working it's not happening i punched somebody like that was my trigger. That was my moment. I was like, I need therapy. I diagnosed myself. I need therapy. I punched somebody. We got to go now. We got to do this now. <laughs> so y'all help is out there. I have, I am punch free since uh, like three months ago. <laughs> we're going to need to dig into that a little later. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I'm sorry. You were doing so good with the clinicals and we were learning things. And I just like bursted. Sorry, fuck. I'm I'm the kid in class that gets everybody in trouble. Okay, we're back to learning. Sorry, get back to your regular scheduled programming. Back to your sped your scheduled programming. Um, so <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I'm an adult. <laughs> Another way of dealing with um with your thoughts outside of uh, behavior, cognitive behavior therapy is also just a mindfulness based, uh, mindfulness based stress reduction. So what that basically means is, uh, like meditation, like mm-hmm. realistically it's instead of focusing your attention on what you can't control the next steps, anything along those lines, just trying to put yourself into the now. So you're looking at Focusing your attention on the present, acknowledging your own emotional state, and then meditation to release and reduce the stress that you currently feel and could potentially spiral into. And again, this is mainly just for general anxiety disorder. It's not like panic disorder where there are things that you really cannot control. It's not like for a panic attack. Um, There are different treatments for that, but uh, different excuse me, different mind space type treatments, mindfulness treatments for that. Um, But for anxiety in general, it's always best to try and be as present as you possibly can be when you find yourself spiraling. And that can be very difficult too. But that's one of the best ways to deal with it outside of, you know, a a true, I don't want to say a true because that feels like it's demeaning. But outside of a diagnosis or a chemical imbalance where you cannot control and you need that medical intervention, those are ways that you can also deal with it. Um, There's also some holistic approaches that can be um, utilized. So like there are certain botanicals um, and there are even supplements. Um, And I myself have used supplements uh, to help me sleep because I know that due to, I don't have a general anxiety disorder diagnosed. Um, but I do have issues sleeping and relaxing. And so I've used supplements in the past, especially, um, HTP five or five hydrox, hydroxy tryptophan. 
Um, and it's uh, just a little bit different than normal tryptophan that, you know, you, you get when you uh, eat a giant turkey on Thanksgiving. You get that tryptophan nap. <laughs> My Thanksgiving nap. Yeah. Uh, so 5-HTP, and I've also used um, vitamin B complexes um, that have actually helped me find ways to just have more energy and relax. Um, it's also because I just don't eat normal food. And, and not that I'm a picky eater. I just am a horrible eater in general. I just eat way too much or I don't eat at all. So I don't get the, the, the proper nutrients that I need because, again, I'm not an adult. <laughs> right. No, we're pretending. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's fine. Fire. Yeah, exactly. Everything's fine. Um, so other, other positive outlets, um, if you guys are even thinking of certain things or like you say, oh, yeah, I know. But uh, things that genuinely do help, of course, are meditation, mindfulness, but nature Nature is a wonderful thing. I know that right now there's not a whole lot that we can really do beside, you know, look out our own window or even potentially go for a drive. I know that a lot of people are still kind of uncomfortable getting outside of their own homes, but, you know, that, that car is an extension of you. And if you are around anywhere where you can just get out and look at some water, look at some trees, like find something around you that can take your mind off of the hustle and bustle of 21st century life that's going to be a huge benefit to your mental state. Um, Absolutely. Just drive with the windows down. I mean, that fresh air and breeze is just mm-hmm. wonderful. Don't get well, bugs in your teeth, but drive with the windows down. <laughs> Sorry. So gross. <laughs> it's possible. Just hang your head out the window like the dog, mouth open, bug. <laughs> <laughs> I hope nobody actually drives like that. Let's be sure. And don't do that. Don't do that. I'm sorry. That was that was not a real suggestion. Disclaimer. Don't do that. That's not safe. The passenger, however, if fully belted in the seat, could hang their head out the window. That is valid. That has been if fully belted in the seat and over 48 inches. Otherwise, don't ride the ride. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. Not, not in the front seat. There, no. there are too many rules anymore. Um, you could do that in the back seat, maybe. If you're that's that or short. Sunroof. Or if you have a sunroof. Oh, sunroof. Yes. Perfect. we're not responsible we're not responsible for any activities we have a disclaimer at the beginning this is it we are terrible influences and we need to be clear don't follow (laughs) the research advice is not ours that's good advice it's real advice but our actual advice maybe not maybe not maybe not learn from our mistakes don't do that (laughs) do as we say not as we do please yes um (laughs) so uh, (laughs) hobbies are also a huge thing too so like those uh, those paint by color things, like those are awesome. Those are awesome. Yes. Yeah. Adult coloring books. I adult. Love those. Yeah. Adult coloring books. Like listening to your favorite movies. I I don't know. Like things that you can help you zone out, but also give you a little bit of space away from just the the constant noise is pretty important. And then of course the last one too. Um that I've found to be most pertinent to me is, is always exercise. Um, I, yeah, I need to be doing something and, you know, don't look at my double chin right now. You don't have a double chin. You're beautiful. Don't worry about it. You're beautiful. So beautiful. I I said it so that you gave me a compliment. Thank you. You're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. (laughs) It's called the quarantine 15 and I have it too. (laughs) (laughs) God, it's so true. Everybody does. 
<laughs> you don't because you're always tiny, but that doesn't, it's, it's no, neither. actually I, I gained weight. I think I gained eight pounds for me. It's a quarantine eight, but no, like here, okay. here was the problem again, ladies and gentlemen and anything in between. And I love you all. Please don't, please don't do as I do. I drank a lot <laughs> during quarantine. A so lot. Did your girl. So yeah. did your girl. It's- so the food thing, not so much a problem. I probably ate less. But the drink thing, oh God, I knew, I knew, oh God, big problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm basically a certified alcoholic at this point, but we're just, we're not going to talk about that. I learned a new term. I learned a new term. We mm. are not certified alcoholics. We are professional social drinkers. <laughs> distancing, social distance drinkers, professional social distance drinkers. <laughs> I'm about that. Yes, we are that. not alcoholics. We it's, are professional social drinkers. It goes back to how you just frame those cognitions, folks. It's all about yes. how you think about yes. change that narrative. Be happy. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. Okay. If they can do goat yoga. We can do wine yoga. Mm-hmm. Well, that that brings me to the negative outlets, anyways. So substance oh. abuse. Damn <laughs> <laughs> Why you gotta do this? <laughs> fine but it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's fine it's fine so okay so substances that we should totally not abuse ladies and gentlemen and everyone and humans humans all the humans i'm sorry i just it's that that i don't mean anything bad by it y'all i love everybody i just don't know like humans aliens humans we're all humans in this crazy little place exactly We, we respect your uh oh what are they all orientations are respected that, yeah, that, but what are, oh, pronouns. We respect your pronouns. Yes, we respect all pronouns. I'm sorry. I, because I'm looking at just you, I don't know like who I'm talking to. So everybody, all the humans and dogs and cats and unicorns, and you're all beautiful. You're Ooh. all beautiful. Unicorns. Beautiful unicorns. Mm-hmm. We are the snowflake generation, right? We are the snowflake generation. Yeah. <laughs> Take I'm it. Be a snowflake. Take it and run with it. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking care. We're all individuals. They're all beautiful. A little fragile. Yep. That's fine. Hey, fragility is what makes people unique and beautiful. I love it. Like we're talking about with the brain and the processes and all that kind of stuff. Like if we weren't fragile, this wouldn't be any fun. Exactly. Be nothing to fix. Exactly. We got a lot to fix. Oh yeah, that's why we're here. That's why we're having a good time. This is awesome. I love it. I love it. Yep. I'm sorry. Negative outlooks and substances that we should not abuse. Yep. Cheers. So- <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> Cheers. Substance abuse. So obviously drinking, mm. drinking, uh, alcohol is a substance. So ex- my excessive. Favorite substance to abuse. It, it's, yeah. it's a good, it's, it's a legal one. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some, some other ones are legal in some other states and I'm like visiting of, those states. Well, and that's the next one that I'm getting to too, is, uh, smoking that ganja, that marijuana. <laughs> Have funny green leaves that makes me happy. Those the, uh, those jazzy cigarettes. <laughs> and the little gummy bears. Oh God, those gum. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I just gave myself away. It's all right. I'm not gonna work in the government anytime soon. So. <laughs> hey, I I can say that I've only purchased and done in legal states, so I don't think that you can get got for that. So we can stick with that disclaimer. Oh, well, it's still federal, so valid it's illegal federally but state 
states states laws over federal laws first and foremost but <laughs> <laughs> no i okay i i would actually like clarification on this maybe you can teach me something um we had to fill out a police application at one point for tim who's trying to get a job in the police force didn't work mm-hmm. out no big deal um but if you had purchased and partaken in a legal state they did not count it against you interesting okay so yeah, that maybe, i mean that makes total sense especially yeah. like in, in in the state of texas it's it's not like they're gonna penalize you it it's decriminalized like, here yeah yeah okay but it's yeah yeah. Speaking of that, sorry, go ahead. I'm derailing us again. <laughs> no, you're you're all good. Um, I was gonna go on a political soapbox, but I won't. Um, don't but do it. it. Don't <laughs> do it. We're we're having fun and drinking wine and fixing our fragilities. Don't do it. We are. <laughs> so smoking weed, obviously, and then the next one is is more or less, you know, like like drugs, like substance abuse, and and true true what we consider to be as millennials true hard drugs. So I mean, like, I have people in my life that I know that have done like cocaine in college. And that to me was like where I was also like, no, I'm drawing that line. Like, yeah, but you know, to each his own people do what they want to do. The, the only thing is that if it becomes such a staple in your life, so I raise my whiskey glass, mm. um, then I, there's, there's reason and merit behind trying to get help or understanding that what you're doing isn't healthy because at the end of the day, things that you put into your body affect you in multiple ways and not just like your, your actual physical health, but your mental health and and relying on those types of substances to boost a mood or to give you a feeling of to give you happiness. Yeah. To give you a feeling of fulfillment is, is, just it's it's not healthy and i mean like that's coming from somebody who i have my own stories and happy to tell them but we'll get to those a little later um the next one is tv addiction i mean it's just so easy it's so easy especially when you have a tablet in your hand because like these phones they're not phones anymore they're tablets like i mean i grew everything's up with a computer everything's a computer you have access to the internet you have access to literally everything in the palm of your hand like yeah And it's, it's just, it's also, it's not healthy because when you have an addiction to TV or anything else, like maybe you start having fantastical thoughts. Maybe you're just thinking that your life somehow needs to be a TV show. Like, and that's just, it's not reality. You're, you're giving yourself into these cognitions and in this ideal fantasy, which is fine for occasional escapism. But if you begin to get to a point where you think you're not doing enough because you see a fantastical situation on a television show, it, it's not worth the mental headache there. No. And uh, just something I think with the TV and the substances, uh, some really good advice I got from I think a grandmother was don't wait to draw your lines until you're in the situation and, or like you're depressed, you're not in a great spot mentally, like find out where your lines are. What, what, how much is too much for you? Maybe Mm -hmm. your, your spot's a different spot than somebody else's. We all have different tolerances. We all have different, you know, demons to fight. And so decide how far is too far for you when you're in a happy place and just being like, Mm -hmm. Hey, and then you, you have to have that strength internally we are fragile little snowflakes, but you have to have that internal strength to say that like, no, I drew this line. This is my line. I can't cross that line. Yep. Because, and, you know, that's when you start punching people. <laughs> <laughs> or you just gain 30 pounds. It's fine. Um. <laughs> You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> God damn it. 
beautiful. You're so beautiful. That smile in those eyes. You're so beautiful. <laughs> oh, Tess, I love you. I love you so much. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. And the last one I put because of also like personal experience uh, through seeing it and sorry to all of the people that are going to have a little bit of a fit here, but having a video game addiction. Uh. So, I mean, I've, I've seen it with, especially with a lot of guys that I know and even some girls, it's, it's the same fantastical thinking. And like, I do understand that, you know, just from the people that have told me, like, when I, when I ask, like, why? Why is this, like, the thing? Like, why do yeah. you feel the need to do this? What's the compulsion? And the compulsion is there's a desire for success. And it's not like another hobby where you have to, and I, again, like, this is going to sound insulting, and I know there's a lot of people that play video games professionally and do practice at it. But like, even as an amateur, it's something that you can do. You can see progress, right? Like, especially with like first, first person shooter games, like you can see progress yeah. actively. You're winning. You're having it's a good fun time. To make that level bar go up. You know, you yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and that's not to say that having that as a stress reliever is an issue. It's when it becomes your life. Yeah. And and you're spending like eight to 10 hours a day because you feel the need to escape because of something in your actual life where you feel that you've fallen short, where you feel like you didn't accomplish what you set out to accomplish, or you feel like a failure, or you feel like this is the only way that you can succeed. That's when I say personally that I think that's an addiction. Yeah. Um, Because it's the same as anything else, right? It's just, it's about escapism. It's not about actually doing anything or even being social because I do understand that people do it to be social as well which during this time like I totally that's an excellent way to socialize right now exactly I totally understand that if like you got laid off of your job and like shit has just gone awry and like you and your buddies can go online and you can just have fun and and escape in that way I get that I really do I just also think that there are other ways too, if you're having this general anxiety and it's not about having, it's not even about having a good time. Like you find yourself getting frustrated easily Mm -hmm. when you're playing the games. Then I think maybe you need to look a little more intrinsically and figure out, okay, maybe there's another outlet like exercising where you can still see those gains. You can get to that point where you got gains. Like you you are, you are (laughs) that guy. Yeah. You are swole or cut or whatever you want to be at the gym and like you can see that progress and like it does take you know the same amount of commitment that it would to play those video games and get that good at them oh yeah you have to be dedicated for both exactly exactly but it's just it's an it's a better way to also give your brain the endorphins and the the boosts that it needs chemically Mm -hmm. than just sitting on the couch eating doritos and yelling at the tv well, and a, a therapist uh, technique for this is the five minute rule where you say like, I know that I've been doing this really repetitive or just kind of brain drain quote, quote activity for an extremely long period of time. Or maybe I just don't want to get out of my bed. Like I just feel horrible today. I can't get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Okay. Do something for five minutes. Go take a walk for five minutes. Do your dishes, pet your dog. If you have one, find a neighbor's dog. If you don't have one for five minutes. And then, you know, that five minutes might pass and you're like, nope, I'm still depressed. Okay, quit. 
go back to your bed, go back to your video games, go back to whatever, you know, maybe you're not depressed. Maybe you're just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Okay. You did it for five minutes. You made progress or that five minutes might pass. And you're like, Hey, I'm happier now. And I'm outside and I'm, you know, enjoying myself. And suddenly my brain, that narrative has changed mm-hmm. and you're happy. And it's just five minutes and it's therapist recommended. So not me therapist. I'm not a therapist, like real therapist, <laughs> real therapist. <laughs> Real person with a real degree. Yes. Roger. Got it. Oh, Ian, Ian's going to cringe if he hears that. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. I don't know which part. Which part? <laughs> oh, me saying me saying Roger. Oh, oh. Yeah. Ro- wait, what, what's it? Roger Wilco. There he goes. <laughs> what's the last half of that thing? Roger Wilco. <laughs> he can cringe at me too now. Hi, Ian. <laughs> All right. So I've talked about anxiety a lot. Um, I'm interested to hear about depression. Yes. So. Um, depression is something that apparently a lot of millennials are dealing with. It is on the rise and it has increased by 63% in the last 12 years, which is humongous. And I personally have struggled with it now and then, you know, non-diagnosed, of course, disclaimer, but, um, for some reason, the millennial generation is the most depressed generation to date, and we want to find out why. And something that you kind of talked about a little bit is our just availability to technology mm. is one of our big causes of depression because we're living up to fantasy worlds. Like we don't Instagram. Get- yeah. <laughs> oh no, we peeled the curtain back. Instagram's a fantasy world. It is though, y'all. It is. It like. Is. Oh, I, I read a statistic the other day, which I'm going to misquote because I couldn't find it when researching this, but it was something like seven out of eight pictures that you see on Instagram are doctored in some way, or they facetuned them, or they, you know, made their waist a little smaller. There's bikini models that are, no, they don't really look like that. You know, uh, I tell you, uh, shout out to Reddit because Instagram versus reality is a page that makes me feel a lot better about myself. So if you're feeling depressed about folks on Instagram and that you don't look like that bikini model that you follow or that fitness guy that has some great pics, just, just take a quick look at Instagram versus reality. Cause maybe they don't have them either. And I'm not saying that some people don't fight hard for those gains and they don't fight hard for whatever. Some people do really look like that. And they are beautiful people, beautiful people, um, <laughs> beautiful aliens and unicorns, beautiful people. Uh, <laughs> But don't let that get get you down, y'all. Yeah. So social media is our number one cause of depression today. I don't know that it is number one overall, but today it's our number one. And um, increased time spent on it reduces actual human-to-human contact, which I realize right now we're having a little bit of a hard time with human-to-human contact because we have to be safe. We have to distance. We know you and I are not even in the same room filming this podcast because we have to be distant. Um. So, but increased time spent on social media and away from people can increase depression because you're not getting that human contact. You're not getting that, you know, facial expression. I get text and chat is great, but that's not a lot of human communication. 80% of human communication is nonverbal and we need that nonverbal, non-word, non-whatever. Somebody gave me an unexpected hug the other day and I was like, thank you. I haven't been hugged in so long. I haven't been hugged in 85 years. Right. Yeah. So uh, I found a really cool quote from uh, Jessica Singh over in Transcendent Counseling Center. And 
She said, the internet didn't actually give us meaning. App culture has us feeling more alone and more isolated than ever. And it's true. Ooh. Yeah. That just, that gave me chills and I don't like it. Right? I feel a little called right. out too. Right? Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, how many times do you go on, you know, Instagram and, and post something just for, like, just for that clout? Like, and just to see how many likes you get. Yeah. Just because it yeah. gives you that little bit, that little serotonin boost, just that little bit of, eh, yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, we, we, we crave that. We crave that attention and we crave that validation and I do too. And again, I, you know, I'm not calling anybody. Oh, I do. I absolutely fucking Yeah. Do. No, I, I mean, need it. I need it. Need you guys it. can hey. tell because I'm making yeah, Tess call me beautiful at least twice now. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Fine, I'll be the hype man. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, keep going. No, you're good, you're good. So, of course, simple way to combat this um, cause of depression is, again, get off these social media just for a few minutes every day. I know a lot of people now, you know, that's your job, that's your social, that's your everything. Like, that's crazy how, how we live by this stuff. And so get outside, five minutes. All it takes five minutes to change that narrative, change those thoughts in your mind and get outside, get some sunlight, those vitamin B skin patches. I love those things. I love that you mentioned those. I've used those. I am a big believer. Not the whole, we, we, <laughs> we can't get too far into burning sage and essential oils, but <laughs> burn sage, burn sage. If you have anything funky in your fucking house, you burn that sage immediately. <laughs> I'm religious oh and I burn sage. <laughs> Fucking fine. Continue. Yes. <laughs> that is a soapbox I will die on. <laughs> oh, God. That's awesome. Okay. <clears throat> Our second cause of depression right now, and this one has me a little bit down too, um, is debts in the state of the economy. Oh, geez. Well... Yep, I'm just gonna flip my fucking table right now. Let's <laughs> just call it right there. All right, yeah, we're all depressed now. Thanks. We're done. We're done. We're done. This no. podcast is over. Right? One episode. Didn't even get through the whole damn thing. Whoops. <laughs> and keep going, though. Anyway, um, according to Monica White, who is a relationship therapist in New York and Massachusetts, she says rates of depression among millennials are naturally increasing because of the economic reality of increasing student loan debt decrease of job stability, the rent economy, and decrease in positive social supports due to moving globally for job security. Yep. To all those things. Uh, we're we're going to have to do an episode on the housing market because y'all, if you are renting, um, you guys need, we're going to have, we're going to have a talk. We're oh yeah. Talk. Oh yeah. No, I'm guilty. She's going to talk to me. It's fine. I'll, I'll take all the, I'll take all of it for y'all. It's fine. I'll see in there. All the arrows just will hit me. I'll protect you because you're beautiful humans. You're so beautiful. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I mean, I can, I can absolutely see just the, the state of the affairs of the world that, you know, we grew up in, let alone people that are like our, our seniors and people that are, you know, the, the elder millennials who, you know, graduated around like 2008, those people came out of even just college, like just even college, like those people came out of college into an economy where they couldn't get any jobs. No, there were none to be had. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I creating our own, I give it to the millennials for being ingenious when it comes to job creation, you get, you know, Instagram influencers. That was not a job until millennials came around Etsy selling crap. Like <laughs> I've seen some stuff on Etsy where I'm like, people buy this. Okay, cool. Like hats off to those that are selling it. And those that are ingenious in creating their own jobs and finding stuff that people want to sell and basically creating an online like secondhand garage sale, personal creation, you name it, sites yeah. like Etsy and stuff like that's amazing. Well, like, holy crap, how amazing are millennials? Even even with like, I know that a lot of people are going to find this to be problematic, but I mean, like even with the economy and the boom bust cycle and everything along those lines, like this is why I personally am a huge fan of capitalism is because, you know, you may not be the one percenter, but capitalism wasn't invented for the one percenter. It was invented for the 99% to maybe get to the one percent, you know, and I know that that's going to be, if anybody were to ever to listen to this, there's going to be a lot of emails. We just lost a lot of people right there, but (laughs) realistically, like, you know, we're able to do these things and succeed because we're able to be ingenious. Like we're, we're able to find those solutions and that doesn't mean that it's easy. It's incredibly hard. It is. Um, And it's, it's a whole entire reason to have a lot of anxiety and a lot of, and, and be depressed because like, it's a lot easier to say than it is to do one. And then it's a lot easier to envision yourself as being successful without wanting or knowing how to do the work to get there. So absolutely. No, I mean, it's just, you know, there were a lot of people that lost their jobs during this pandemic and my heart goes yeah. out to all of them. I was blessed. Our, our workload got cut in half. So my, you know, our salary went down, but, uh, I was really thankful. You know, my husband is an essential worker. There's his military. So we were able to, yeah, we, uh, we've been very blessed. And, yes, and extremely. Yeah. And with my position, um, I work in tech and uh, moved to an e-commerce firm literally two, <laughs> two weeks mm-hmm. before the pandemic hit. And I know a lot of people in, in our previous company that we both worked for and how we met um, have been laid off. Yeah. And, and those were people that were consultants for uh, utilities. Like it, it, it's, it's everywhere. So it, yeah, it hit everybody bad. Yeah. So, you know, losing your income and, you know, even just entire industries. I have a lot of people that I went to high school with, uh, shout out to Blake High School in Tampa, Florida, um, <laughs> that are now in the theater industry and Ooh. they are completely shut down. Like, yeah. so I fully understand all of that, all that rage, all, all of the, the depression, like it, it's real, it exists. And I'm not trying to negate that at all. No. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I think that there's a lot of room for success, but especially with the pandemic, it's there are just times in life, and in the same with the people that graduated in 2008 into the workforce, you know, the the people that started out the the millennial generation and got the bad name because they were unemployed. Well, it's not like it was their fault. No, <laughs> yeah, I mean, where, yeah. there were no jobs to be had. That's and, what it, and created some, which is so cool. Exactly, like, that's awesome. Full circle. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, you're good. You're good. I love it. You know, personal experience. That's learn from our mistakes, guys. Do as we say, as we do. Um, (laughs) uh, So debt in the economy, that one is a really tough one because as of right now, you know, I couldn't say something like, oh, we'll just go find a different job. Like we talked about where are they? Like what, where, you know, so. How do you even interview for one if, if people aren't even having them, you know, it's not even, yeah. 
Right. I've, I've seen and heard of some people uh, in the consulting firm that I work for, not like in our firm, but the people we consult for who've said like, we would like to add a couple of people, but we have no idea how we would interview them or how we would train them. This is not a job that is done easily yep. remotely and it, how you can do it, you know, and that's just, that's, it's really tough. So we get to the band-aid fixes a little bit of what you can do when you're depressed. Obviously, first one always is if you have the ability, seek a professional if it gets to that point. If you ever have thoughts of harming yourself or killing yourself, don't do that. You are beautiful people. Do not do that. You are beautiful um, people. Yes, you're beautiful humans. Do not do that. We like all of our unicorns and we need all unicorns to stay on the planet. Don't leave the planet. <laughs> yes, don't, leave, don't leave the planet. Don't unless leave the planet. Unless you're going on that like sightseeing tour of the moon and it's supposed to happen in like 10 years. So that's okay to leave the planet. Space Force. <laughs> Yes. So seek a medical professional. If you can, there are awesome resources online to do this. You can now see a counselor face to face for a really reasonable price, actually, because me counseling first time during the pandemic, I was your guinea pig y'all. Um, and I don't know a lot of specific names, but I know that BetterHelp was the one that I personally used. Shout out to them. And they even offer assistance financially to where if you say, hey, I lost my job during the pandemic, they will give you a really big break in rates. And it ended up being between 45 and $60 a week, depending on how often or you know how much uh, FaceTime you wanted with your counselor. That's so, awesome. It was awesome. I was like, oh, even like I can, little me can figure this out and afford it and do it. And it was awesome. Shout out to Dr. Greenwald. He was who I worked with and he was an awesome human and helped me not punch people. So um, <laughs> first and foremost, sorry, uh, first and foremost, seek medical help. Mm -hmm. Secondly, now this one, <clears throat> the website recommended it and it did come from a therapy source. However, during this time, it's really hard to reduce isolation. That's, mm. That was their number two recommendation was like reduce isolation. Okay. But I will say Zoom calls are epic and yeah. you can have, you know, drink nights. You can have, don't abuse substances. You can have drink <laughs> nights with friends via Zoom. I've seen birthday parties via Zoom. I've seen a little, you know, outside socially distancing with your neighbors maybe you hate your neighbors, but just shout at somebody and say, hi, reduce your isolation a little bit. Yeah. I mean, my family's all over the country. And uh, the first time that we've really spent a whole lot of time together has been because of the pandemic, because now we do uh, family trivia night. And That's awesome. Yeah. So we have this little PowerPoint slide and we all get together and we all have our little cocktails because we're Irish and we drink and we're Irish and we drink. So <laughs> I am. That's not Irish. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Uh, we'll just, we'll get to fiddler on the roof later. Uh, <laughs> but Aluren's going to sing the entire soundtrack for you. <laughs> I can. I, I can and I will. It. That's why I said you would. <laughs> um, but, but when we, uh, I was actually in fiddler in, uh, on the roof in high school and I was grandma Seitel. You're welcome. Anyways. Um, when, when we, uh, when, when you talk about trying to reduce isolation, like it really is, especially as an introvert or somebody that just feels like you don't really deserve the time of the people around you, which is something that I've felt too. Like, I feel like everybody has gotten to that point too, but you know, if you ever feel that way, reach out. Cause there you do, you do have a support group and it's yeah. not, 
you, there's no reason to be proud because I'm a very proud individual and you know I, I don't like reaching out because I like being the person that people reach out to. So you know if, if I'm broken, then what what's going to happen to everybody else around me? But at that point, it's not it's not about the the whole reason that you have a support group isn't just to be a one way street, and your support oh, group knows yeah. that. You, you hold each other up and exactly like I have reconnected with so many long distance friends more so in the pandemic shout out Lauren (laughs) (laughs) like we haven't spent this much time together since you left CGI you know and it just the pandemic started and it was like I mean it doesn't matter if you're halfway across the country or right next door because we can't really hang out anyway so just reconnect with some of your long distance friends don't text your ex and drink don't do that but yeah don't um, do that don't do that I oh god yeah, don't do that. Um, but I'm sorry. I was thinking of people that did that to me, and I was like, I'm married. Oh, God. okay. No, 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 I didn't do it. But some people did it to me, and I was like, uh, uh, I'm married. Like the pictures are on. It's Facebook official. Go away. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you're friends with an ex and you guys are are chill, and I mean, oh, yeah. like if you're co-parenting or something like that, obviously, okay. like yeah, of course, that's drink. Fine. Drink and text your ex. Like, that's perfectly fine. We're talking about, like, high school exes because yeah, we're both young and got married real young. So exactly. these are people, yeah. Hey, I found a human that could put up with me and tricked him down the aisle. He ain't going nowhere. Like, I locked it down. <laughs> I know what I did. I locked it down. <laughs> I was like, I have a puppy. If you like him, you can stay. But if you stay, like, you stuck with me too. There's, I'm not there's, a ring. Right there's a ring that needs to be evolved here. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Excuse <laughs> me. I probably tricked Ian way worse, but it's fine. I was manipulative. I, I admit it. I told Tim. I tell everybody. I'm not secretive about the fact that I was a manipulative little bitch, but I got what I wanted. <laughs> Making somebody love you is not manipulative so long as it's healthy. No, no, that wasn't it. Remember, he was leaving for California. Okay, wait. Oh, that's the Yeah. No, he was he was going to get out of the army. We met while I was in the army. He was like, I refuse to get married in the army. It will not be a statistic. I was like, okay, fine, whatever. Don't care. But he gets out of the army, and he's like, I'm going back to California. And I said, well, my job does not transfer. We can't do this. This does not fit with our topic. But I'm going to finish the story, because why not? Life experience uh, matters. Sure. So, um... Where were we? Oh yeah. He was going back to California. My job doesn't move. So I was like, well, I can't, I can't go. And if you go like, this is not going to work because we have no plans of reconnecting. Mm-hmm. So he was thinking about it and I just happened. It was, it was actually in a happy accident at that part, but I just happened to find a puppy for sale. That was his dream dog. And I bought it on site, like no preparation. That's also a bad idea, folks. Don't do that either. Um, we'll have again, a topic about pets later. Yeah, don't buy yes. on impulse. Don't like I was settled. I knew I could take care of the dog. Like the dog goes to work with me every day. It's great, great situation. But do not buy pets on impulse. We can't have these little babies return to the pound. They're too cute. I love them all. The beautiful puppies. <laughs> all the beautiful, beautiful puppies. Today. Everything's beautiful to me today. It, it'll just be a tagline. It's fine. Everybody's beautiful. We'll just we'll open it with hello, beautiful people from now on. Beautiful humans, beautiful humans. Beautiful humans. (laughs) All the beautiful humans. Anyway, so then it came home with this little puppy and was like, "Uh, look what I got today. And if you leave, he stays with me. And he was like, okay, I marry you now. I love that. 
I love that so much. Now, now, now we have a dog. His name's Sammy. <laughs> and I have a husband. His name's Tim. <laughs> I feel like that's the, uh, that's the baby that saves the marriage. But, yeah. Okay. Babies <laughs> do not necessarily save marriages, but puppies might. But don't run on impulse. <laughs> puppies might. Puppies might. You also need to understand uh, Tess and Tim's relationship and Tim's personality to fully he is a puppy like i yeah. i think i think god like mixed up a couple of mixing bowls when he made tim and it was like half puppy and then half dog and like it went out in human form and i was like oh i'll take that one <laughs> <laughs> he's a sweetheart so it's okay it's oh yeah totally no fine. everything's fine <laughs> everything's fine we might have to edit this entire part out but that's all right <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I on a tangent. i'm sorry we're back now <laughs> it's it's all good but whenever if we if we do air this at some point i'll tell you all how i uh made my husband marry me and it wasn't necessarily fair to him but um the the more the, the further removed we get from it but it wasn't something that i i wasn't intending on so it's it's fine everything's fine it's always fine it's always fine yeah i forgot where we were who were we we were talking okay. about ways to combat depression yes okay reducing isolation mm. ish it's hard. hard when social distancing, but yell at your neighbor, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean rudely. I just mean, hey! <laughs> Hop over your fence and tell their kids to, you know, have have a popsicle or something on you. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that sounded all kinds of bad. Don't I don't do know that. how to interact with children. That just became obvious, and you're trying to have a kid. Okay, we won't open that can of worms. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not an adult. <laughs> we're pretending. We made this clear. It's fine. We're, we're pretending. I've no. been married for f- almost five years. I think that we could survive maybe a child. Maybe. I don't know. I, I just, they're squishy. I don't know what to do with them. Probably don't, probably don't hop over your fence and tell a kid to have a popsicle. That's, on you. That's. <laughs> that was how you ended that sentence. On you. <laughs> It's not like a drink where you can just offer them <laughs> Okay, this is getting edited out. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yell at your neighbor. Just yell at your fucking neighbor. <laughs> this is the level of bad that is Sheldon Cooper. Like, we need to round up kids in a van. Oh, would you like to add candy? Yeah, that would make them come faster, wouldn't it? Like, what? <laughs> But have a coughing fit. It's not COVID, y'all. Okay. The next recommended way <laughs> to combat depression, not yeah, not that. Um, <laughs> Crying. into this. I just didn't know how long it would take. We did pretty well. Oh, all right. Okay. <clears throat> Keep going. Next. I can edit. I can edit. It's fine. The next recommended way to combat depression <clears throat> is to practice activities and things you like to enjoy. Or, I'm sorry. That was, I said that bad. To practice activities you enjoy, okay. such as reading a book, taking a walk, Zoom, Skype, something with friends, or, hey, what's something that always picks me up is going to Starbucks for a cup of coffee. Shout out Starbucks. I love coffee. Or if you don't drink coffee, whatever it is you like, tea, Red Bull, 
doesn't matter. You know, just go out and literally just getting in your car, walking outside your house or whatever. And get yourself a little treat. Yeah. Go get something you like. Like that's not overindulging. I love the little only buy one serving theory. I do that with stuff that I like to overindulge in, like ice cream. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um Yep. So I buy only a pint at a time and then I can't feel guilty. I can feel a little guilty if I eat the whole pint, but like I can't feel guilty enough to eat the whole gallon or something like that because depress- depression eating is a thing. So Or depression drinking because you're not supposed to be drinking. So you buy a 12 pack of something and then you end up drinking the entire thing thinking, well, if I finish it today, I'm not going to have it tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, and then yeah. I won't go out to the store and get it. And then you end up getting it anyways. Yeah. But if you want to pick me up, go get something that for you is not destructive. Like for me, maybe it's destructive to go get an entire bottle of wine and like finish that bottle. That would be bad. That would be destructive. Do not abuse substances. But if I go out, I get myself a cup of coffee or go get myself like a Froyo from a Froyo place or something like that. It's something that picks you up and it's it just, you make, you feel better. Your heart feels lighter and maybe you get to yell at your neighbor on the way. <laughs> So the next recommended thing is, um, if you are spiritual or religious, or you have something, that kind of support group, like a church or a religious institution, or if you're spiritual and you have a spiritual group that you like to attend, reach out to those people or practice the things in your religion, practice the things in your spirituality that give you that sense of peace, that sense of wholeness. And that way you're not trying to fill up that empty spot in your heart again with destructive things or that empty spot, wherever you feel it. I feel it in my heart when I'm real sad and when I'm real down, my heart just hurts. So whatever, you know, wherever you feel it, use that spirituality, that religion to help you, you know, just pick you up. And I know people that kind of, they practice things, but they don't take it that seriously to identify it as a religion. Um, Some people who practice like a may or a sport or something like that, that's their happy spot. And whenever they go practice the things that they do to train for the thing that makes them happy, it's like, just go train, just go do something. Mm -hmm. And it fills that, that hurt in your heart, that empty spot. And again, if you can't get off the couch, use that five minute rule. If I can do it for five minutes, I can get my shoes on. I can tie my shoes and I can go for a walk for five minutes. Mm-hmm. I can, I don't know why I like vacuuming, but I can vacuum for five minutes. <laughs> Dude, same. When you have a dog with so much hair, like you just oh. learned to love to vacuum. <laughs> <sighs> it was so gross. The last time I vacuumed, there was like globs of hair. Mm-hmm. Glo- like, ugh, ugh. I love him. I love my husky. I love him. Ugh. It's all right. We're about to have two, two German shepherds. Excuse me. We've got German shepherds. We've got one right now. We're about to have two and it's just going to be furball city y'all. It's going to be furball city. It's okay. I I have now learned to appreciate houses with no carpet. Oh, dude. Same. Yeah. My house has carpet. Anyway, our last, our last recommended tip for combating depression for today is focus on improving your sleep and nutrition. We talked about exercising and physical health earlier, and that is insanely important to release those endorphins and just get that rush from exercising. But um, as a recovering insomniac, (laughs) sometimes if I just like, I, if you get tired and like you have the opportunity to sleep, like sleep when you can sleep when it hits, because if you're an insomniac and you're like, I can't sleep at night, but maybe you're home during the day right now during the pandemic, that kind of stuff, you get tired, like 
give yourself permission to take that nap and feel better. And sometimes you just wake up on the right side of the bed after a nap and you feel so much better. I understand depression sleep is a thing. I know there's the other side of that sliding spectrum, but that's why you have exercise, your physical health, and then you also have sleep for those that, you know, you need that. And of course, nutrition. <sighs> we talked about this too. Guilty of drinking the calories instead of eating them or grabbing your favorite junk food. Sometimes mm -hmm. if you put down the chips and pick up the chicken or the tofu or the whatever you want, oh my goodness, do you ever feel better after that real meal? So much better. So much so better. Much better. I, I got some peaches from the store the other day and I was like, wow, I didn't know if I had fruit craving. <laughs> These yep. are good. Yep. Well, I yeah. realized that I can switch out any sort of like sweetness craving that I have with sweet potatoes. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to have to try that. Yeah. Unexpected hack. I know. Right. Like, I, and it's, it's, maybe it's an adult thing. I mean, I didn't like sweet potatoes when I was a kid, like even just like sweet potato fries, I don't really care for them, but like I have a baked sweet potato for lunch now because I'm just trying to wean myself off of sugar in general. And it's awesome. And like, whenever I I'm salivating right now because like now I'm thinking of sweet potatoes, but like make me hungry. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's like, that's just kind of what happens is your, your body gets used to the forms where you feel like it's a treat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it can be a nutritional treat. Like it doesn't have to be anything bad. Like even pineapple. Like I didn't even know I liked pineapple until I had a Hawaiian pizza once by accident. And by the way, pineapple on pizza is fucking fine. And again, we just, lost, more more we just followers. lost a lot more people and you can, you can email me. You can, you can yell at me. It's fine. Um, but I, I'm disgusting when it comes to pizza. Ian hates me. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm a disgrace, but, uh, there's other stories there too, where pizza in America has been ruined for me anyways. So might as well put, I'm, I'm the sad human that can't really eat pizza anyway, because of all the gluten problems. Shout out to millennials and gluten problems. Woo. You poor babies. I know. You poor, poor babies. Our insides hate us. It's hard to love the rest of the world with my body. It hates me from the inside. <laughs> Hashtag my body hates me from the inside. <laughs> Seriously, though, it's a thing, y'all. We're the IBS generation. Like, oh, my God. This is, is there a stat this? on that? Do you... I don't have a stat on that. I will find one. I want a stat on that. We will revisit this because I, like, again... Dietary. Like generation, like all this kind of stuff. And yeah. our stomachs, our, our inner workings just don't like us. Which is true. I mean, who's so, to say how much, important. honestly, like, and you know, I'm not, I'm not going to hop on a political soapbox either, but you know, with GMOs and everything else, I'm more than sure that that's affecting us. And that's not to say that feeding everybody isn't important. It is. Um, and GMOs have a very scientific need. So I understand it, but, um, there's there's a different world when you go into other countries and you eat their food that you can't eat here. No, so. I get you. I get you. Like I as as a person whose interworkings do not work, yep. um, I remember going abroad and eating their food and you know it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt me. Everything worked the way it was supposed to work and it was great. Um mm -hmm. but since we don't really have control over that, unfortunately, because you can't go to your supermarket and be like, I want food that doesn't have all this stuff in it it's mm -hmm. not available. So, you know, you, you do what you can with nutrition and you say, like I said, put down the chips and pick up the chicken or the tofu or the, you know, whatever, whatever it is you want, because like a real meal, I, yeah. my mom used to pick me up at college and she'd take one look at me and be like, you haven't had protein in days. 
I can see it on your face. You haven't had protein in days. I'd be like, oh, you're right. I was surviving on coffee and ice cream. Whoops. <laughs> oh, God, I loved college. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, oh, no. Coffee, ice cream, popcorn. That was my diet. Was it really? Legit. Not even kidding. I think oh, skinny I, is a rail because we also walked five miles a day and carried 35 pound backpacks. Oh yeah. No, same. Um, that was when I had, I had most of my, uh, active jobs in, in high school and college. So like I was a lifeguard and then I worked as a back house operation specialist for Apple, which meant that I'm the person, I used to be the person that would run out and bring you your shit while you were talking to the salesperson. Um, but I was, I was skinny as a rail. And I think every single morning when I was working in college, I would have a Starbucks uh, mocha. I would get those little baked Gouda sandwiches. This is not oh. an advertisement for Starbucks. but Although we wish it were. Hey, Starbucks, you want to sponsor hey, us? You like, can sponsor us. Um, okay. And then I would have Chipotle for lunch and just get a burrito. And your girl was literally just could turn sideways and just disappear. Like... Yeah. Yeah. To have that college metabolism again. Right. But yeah. Now I'm just on an eternal diet. I hate this. Oh, same. Granted, my diet consists of a lot of grapes, so it's okay. Mm, cheers. It's just going to get worse. But yeah, nutritionally, that's not the best nutrition anyways. If you're a college student, you should not be surviving off of those things. Oh, no. Again, do as we say and not as we do. That's like our eternal <laughs> disclaimer. Do as we say and not as we not do. Not as we no, do. We're bad. Yeah. It's fine. Everything's fine. We're gonna we're gonna put both of those things on a t-shirt. Everything's fine and do as we say, not as we do. We know those aren't our sayings, but like mm. monkey see, monkey don't do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh any other tips on how to survive and push through a depressive episode? Those those are my tips on surviving depression. I also do have one little uh stat that I found really interesting from Dr. Vincent Nelson. And according to him, one in five millennials that need help don't, don't seek it. Mm. We, we know, we know we need it. That's why we say like non-diagnosed. I, I don't, I'm not diagnosed with this, but like, I know I'm struggling with anxiety or with depression or like, again, like I said, my heart just hurts wherever that pit falls in your body, some stomach, some head, some, you know, sometimes it's that eternal headache. Sometimes it's in the pit of your stomach. Sometimes your heart is just in pain. Mm -hmm. Like if you know that you need help and you can't just go out for a walk, you can't just exercise. You can't pet the dog. Like none of that stuff is working. None of those little tips that we said, five minutes. It's not working for you. Find help. Don't be that one person. Don't be that 20% that needs help and doesn't go look for it. Because yep. it's there. There are there are ways. There it's honestly it's easier than you think. Yep. Yep. And it's a huge part of destigmatizing it too, is is understanding that like I've I've never had professional therapy before. Um I've done a lot of, you know, self-help crap and tried to be introspective, but there have been definitive points in my life that I know that I should have gotten uh professional help. And yeah it's a lot harder when you're, you know, in, in your early teens or going through a trauma to say that to a parent. But as an adult, when, when you push through those things, they still affect you. Yeah. And, and it, it has a, it has an effect on who you became developmentally and reaching out is definitely something that is, and it, it's very available. I know that you talked about uh better help. There's also mm -hmm. things like, um, other podcasts that I do know of that have sponsors are like Talkspace. 
again, again yeah. these, these aren't sponsors to us. We'll, we'll, no. we'll happily take your sponsorship, but th these yes. are people that we've experienced or worked with that we would trust and, and have shown benefits to people. And if that's something you're struggling with, it's definitely something to look into because there's, there's no harm. There's no foul in acknowledging that there is room for improvement or that you genuinely need that listening ear. And yeah, that's something everybody struggles with. If you know that you're struggling and like you feel, you know, that, that cut in your soul, these are the people that can help you turn that into a piece of beautiful artwork of you rather than having an ugly scar that you tried to fix and it didn't work and it got infected and like it lasts with you for the rest of your life. These are the people that say, oh no, like it's fine. You are not alone. Like not just everything's burning, it's fine, but it's really okay. And you can find that help and yeah. you can turn that into the beautiful patchwork that is you because you beautiful unicorns and we need all of you to stick around with us. So go find that help if you need it because we highly recommend exercise. We highly recommend diet, nutrition, all this kind of stuff, but doesn't work for everybody. Sometimes that is yeah. not a fix all. So do no. not be afraid to ask for help because help is there and people want to help you and you are loved. Yep. You are loved. And, and I think that's incredibly imperative too, is to get that nice little gold foil patchwork yeah, and, and ensure that you're, you're good because you can't, you can't expect yourself to be good for other people and to be who you want to be if, if you're not even who you want to be. Right. You know? Yeah. If you're not happy with you, if your interworkings ain't working, we got to get them working. You got to get them working. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like we've shared some anecdotes throughout the entirety of this recording, but yeah. we could always share more if there's anything else pertinent. I don't know. I kind of, I'm, I'm going to stop recording. Okay. I can, I'm going to pause it. <laughs>